Hey, PJ, I'm on vacation this week, which means you get to deal with the other guys talking to you about video games. Please leave your disgruntled disappointment after the beep. Oh, and Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to Gamerad Radio. As you heard, uh, VJ's taking the night off, so you're stuck with me and Charlie. Yep, it's just the two of us. So we have a barnyard animal and a techno <laughs> unicorn, and it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's like a very small, cheap, pathetic zoo in here. <laughs> with no petting. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a price for petting, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess... As as the uh, the world works, since the kingpin's out of the office, I move up to you get to hear me a lot, and Charlie gets to be the quippy asshole. So, Candy Mountain, Charlie. I'll, I'll, I'll try and hate society as much as I can for you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody has to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be hard enough for me to play the good guy. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I'm concerned. So, all right, well, let's get the ball rolling. Uh, Charlie, what were you playing this week? Uh, more of Rayman Legends. Um, it is still as great as it was the first week. You're not done yet? No, no. Work has swallowed my life this okay. week, and so that's that's pretty much all I've played. Um, the uh, we are there's a there's a, if just for sense of scale, I guess for sense of progress tracking, there's a 700 uh, teensies that you can rescue throughout the game. Uh, they're the little blue headed yeah. guys, yeah. and um, we are Michelle and I are at about uh, 420 odd. I think so. so about fifty percent. Yeah, not bad. It, it's the kind of thing where like it's cool too because it's like we we made our way through our our, our first pass of like all like the you know the the Revenge Legends levels and everything, and then you know now normally this would be the point where we start to go back and pick up the TCs and the other other collectibles that we missed the yeah. first time through. However, something I did not know going in, which I'm very pleased about, is that they actually have um as as every time you complete a level like you know if you remember from the uh, from Rayman Origins um there's a lums goal which is like you know for the the uninitiated lums are basically the coins of yeah. Rayman like you know the, they're the yellow yellow gold things you pick up throughout the level um and there's oh, you're uh, filling that guy's can the first one that's right yeah exactly and so there's a goal um you know in each level and you know there's the there's the bronze trophy goal the silver trophy goal and then there's the um lucky scratch off ticket goal and then there's the gold goal where you know which is the highest um so anytime that you complete a level and you get the scratch off ticket basically it's uh the, on the Wii U control you actually have a scratch off ticket that you scratch off and you can win either additional lums which uh uh, the benefit of that is that you unlock additional um, uh, characters slash costumes to play as in the game. Um, or you can unlock uh, creatures, which is basically you have like a little gallery of like little creatures that you can go visit. And every day they give you coins and lums. Or you can unlock paintings. And at the first I thought, oh, this is just like concept art. Hooray. No, the paintings are actual. They have a whole separate section of back to origins levels. I'd say like a, at least a half to two thirds of the Rayman Origins levels. From the from the last game yeah. are actually in this game. You can go back and play them. So we're working on that that now. So it's a whole like bonus oh, wow. section. So you get, like, I didn't even whole... know it was going to be there. Yeah. So um. So you get like a, a, a an extra pretty much like DLC built in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. There's a lot of content in there, and um, and then uh, we uh, of note we just unlocked uh, when when we got our 400th teensy, we unlocked the last painting of all the new stuff, 
which um, uh, is basically uh, anybody who played the demo off of Wii U knows about uh, Castle Rock, which is um, basically a musically timed themed level that you, it's, it's like a speedrun level that you run through, but it's to music. And I won't tell you what song it is in case you haven't played it because you just have to experience it. Yeah. Um, and so there's one of those at the end of each of the worlds and um, of, you know, different songs now in the, in the, in the final game. And when you get your 400th teensy, you can unlock the last painting, which is then a one more new song. But then it's all of the past songs redone in 8-bit. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff in there. But um, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're definitely enjoying it. That's good. That's, I'm glad that they expanded on it because, I mean, the mm-hmm. first one, Origins, was big. And it was mm-hmm. great, yep. but it was kind of like one of those, well, where are you going to go from here? You've kind of hit the mother load, and yeah. I'm glad that they've figured out where they're going and was like, no, no, we're doing this. Yep. <laughs> oh, p- plus the, the the Challenges app is built into the proper game now. So, you know, for people who um, don't have a Wii U or didn't, you know, get into yeah. the Challenges app on the Wii U, you know, for 360 and PS3 players who picked up Legends, now they can do the Challenges. I, you know, I'm relatively certain that the leaderboards are not mixed between consoles, but still, you know, uh, people who didn't have a chance to do the Challenges well, before, cool. those are still ongoing, and so 360 and PS3 players can have at that. No, I guess PC too. I guess it's on PC yeah, too. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, it was kind of worth the wait, but not. <laughs> um, it's it's so perfect. I'll go ahead and I'll say I'll, I'll I'll pretend that they took the extra time to just perfect it and add in some extra stuff. And if it had come out in February or March, whenever it was supposed to come out, it would mm-hmm. not be as good as it is now. So I'm gonna go ahead and just convince myself that it was worth the wait because it makes myself happier. Okay. <laughs> so what about you? Uh, actually, I was I've been, I was demoing this week. It's been a while. And there's been so much crap that came out lately that I'm like, I need to catch up with this and at least, you know, kind of put my hands in all these baskets and see what they're all about. So sure. I, got a, I got a list this oh, week. Oh, do you, oh, I see you're prepared. Yes. Um, let's see. I, I checked out the Diablo 3 demo on 360. Okay. Huge fan. Yeah? Huge fan. Okay. See, I never got into Diablo. So. Like, I was skeptical. Oh, I played Diablo 1 and 2, obviously, on PC back in the Stone Age. Uh <laughs> When they came out, um, and and then three came out, and I'm like, I'm out of PC gaming. I don't want anything to do with it. And then they were gonna, they put it, they said, all right, we're gonna put it on the console. Well, I don't know if you remember, but they put it on PS two or one, one of the old PS. I vaguely remember that, yeah. And it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like it was just no. I'm like, it's a mouse. You need the mouse. You need the keyboard. Was it like that. a bastardized version, or was, yeah. did they try to make it the real thing, but they it were limited like they by, the P- by the by the It was like it, it, the F- Diablo, and I think it was PS one. Don't quote me, though. It could have been PS2, but retro PlayStation. Sure. Basically, from what I got was they took the computer game, ported it there, and was like, "Um, yeah, just assign buttons on the controller for whatever you need to do. Ah. And they're like, but it's a mouse-based... Okay, <laughs> I'm 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 relatively certain it was PS One because I I I I am imagining seeing it in the regular size CD case and not mm-hmm. a DVD size yeah, case. So and if it had been on PS Two, I think they could have made it so you could hook up a U, a, P, a USB keyboard to it. Yeah. So that would have addressed those complaints. So I'm yeah. almost certain it was PS One. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, but this one, it's smooth. It's great. I actually kind of prefer it. Like everything's in the right spot. Like the wheel, you know, R two or R three, L three. They do things. They bring up wheels. They and it's more fluid than I've ever seen before and i was like eh, i might have to pick this one up okay cool um then we did uh what do we do here well uh spun through ducktales the demo okay and uh as you probably seen on facebook and a couple other people it's cool it's not 15 dollars cool that's the the price kind yeah. of because i was like oh, out i'll of the get market. this if yeah. it's like 10 bucks no that extra five dollars you're not getting out of me yeah I, I was i was excited about it when they first announced yeah. it it's but, good um, it's cool i just 
for what it actually is, like it's 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 text based. You know, what I'm saying people are talking, blah blah blah, kind of thing, and like it, it's cool, nostalgic. It looks good, mm-hmm. but it's like ten dollars tops look good. Nostalgia. Yeah. It's gonna be a short game because the original game I could beat in like an hour. Right. There's not much there to it. But and to back that up, uh, I did the Castle Illusions trial. Oh, okay. Same thing. Yeah. Same exact thing. It looks great. It is smooth. It is crisp. It is not worth fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the Mickey one, right? Yeah. yeah. Off the Sega. Right. Yeah. Right. So now if they run a sale, oh yeah, no problem. Right. I'm on that. Yeah, I think I'm on that same waiting list. Yeah. And then I did something crazy and rash. Oh. I. Uh, I checked out the Madden 25 demo. <laughs> Wait, you don't like football. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so why? Because, well, I used to play the Madden games back in the day. Okay. Like, back, back, like, N64 back in the day. Okay. Right? When it was just like, hey, you got to do the, you know, the football guys, and you can change your guy, and you smash everybody, and you play football. Well, then all of a sudden, like, the sports games got to where it was, like, for the sports fanatic, and, like, you know, like, like with NHL, I tried one of those games, and it, you're, like, actually the guy the whole game, and it's, like, the, you know, it's it's surrealism, and I'm, like, I, I, I don't want realism, I want, like, the over-the-head view, I want to play, just play football or hockey. Sure. I don't want to be in hockey, I, I'm not that <laughs> hardcore into it, you know what I'm saying? So, I was, like, oh, whatever, so I kind of got out of, the, out of the EA world for sports games, because they just got, yeah, they found their audience, and it wasn't me. You wanted you wanted the the strategy version of a sports game, not the RPG version of a sports game. Yeah, yeah got it. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically. And then it was everybody's talking about twenty five and Madden, and I'm like, well, whatever. It's a demo. What's the worst that happens? I play it for two minutes. Oh, it's still the same thing. Moving on. Right. It's actually not. It actually goes back. It really kind of brought me back to the old days where you can, you know, you pop up your screen, you play, pick your play, and you know, like the old like Blitz and stuff like that. And I was like, all right. I won't buy it, but it was cool. It was a, it was nice to see they're going back to where I remember they were. Okay, you know, and they're kind of bringing it back to casual. I guess I'd be a casual sports player. Sure. Yeah, I've never had any interest in sports, so I've never played any of the any of. I think I played that NBA Jam game in the arcade a couple of times just because it was there and I had quarters in my pocket and I was yeah. bored. But aside from that, I mean, that's that's pretty much the extent of it. So for me, who doesn't know anything about how a game like this would even work, mm. like. Do you like I, I I'm I'm you know I'm I'm versed enough to know that there are like plays and like you know you, you pick a play and then the players all know that like do these moves in these formations yeah. or whatever I mean is that basically it like what like yeah and then like if you do a passing play it's... how is it not just a giant game of rock paper scissors I guess is what I'm getting at well I mean the strategy and all that stuff like you gotta you know th- th- that's the football part of it right but. But so I mean, it's like so. It's like you pick a play, and then the the AI for the other team or the other player, if there's a player, mm-hmm. they, picks they a play. Pick a defense, R- right? Yeah. But then they then they pick their defense maneuver, play, mm-hmm. whatever. And then so then your teams go your teams go up, and then they do each other's plays, and you're, it either works out for you or it doesn't. Yeah, it's basically football. <laughs> okay, as long as I'm clear. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I get from the TV. Okay. They don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. So I'm guessing I'm going to do this, and you're guessing what I'm doing, and it could work to either one of our advantages. I think that's like the core but, of football. So, but I mean, like, okay, so like, if in the if like if the play starts, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, if you you realize, 
this is not going to work. Like I'm about to get sacked or whatever. Like, can you like take over a player and like change it up, or do you not? Does it not work? Like well, that? like on the offense side, you can you, you control your quarterback. So if he's got the ball, whoever has the ball, you control. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, if, if shit goes south and you're the quarterback, you can just run away oh, okay. <laughs> and do whatever you want. Oh, okay. You know, or if like the receiver, you know, he runs into problems or you know whatever. As soon as he has, whoever has the ball, as soon as. On the offensive side, as soon as they have the ball, you're you're in complete control of them. Got it. There's buttons you can push and spin and juke and jump and whatever sell pizzas. I don't know. But you know Wait, really? There's a sell pizzas button? <laughs> it's in the DLC. <laughs> okay. But, and then on the defense side, yeah, you can switch players. You know, interesting. Like the you, you know like the old school like blitz you see in the arcade or whatever, or even NBA Jam for you. You know, it had the little little indicator underneath the guy. That's sure. still there, and you okay. can move it and. Got it. Interesting. So, okay. But it was fun. It was fun. I Actually, I'd be interested to see what your wife, Michelle, if we could get her to play the demo and see how realistic it is. Because she would probably be the best one out of everybody we know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, that, that, never, <laughs> that has not crossed my mind. Um, well, it's mainly on, out of fear. But <laughs> It's on Xbox Live for free. So. Hey. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else did I play? Theater Rhythm. Got to the point now where it's crazy. Yeah. Still trying to get through it. Um, did, did you ever play Elite Bait Agents? No, I've been meaning to. Everybody said it was like phenomenal and just. I was wondering if it was anything like that. It was a it was a great 3ds game yeah. or a DS game. Basically, say, but, what yeah. Theater Rhythm is, and, and you would love it, and um, our buddy Dan, who we're gonna have on the show soon, or, or, and he's been on the show before, is our Final Fantasy, obs- yeah, obsessy with VJ. He, uh, we were out. The other night, and I showed it to him, and it's basically Final Fantasy Guitar Hero. Okay, you know, there's three songs per for per, per all thirteen games. There's three songs, and they're different styles, and you know, it's all tapping and clicking to the beat and all that stuff and okay. whatnot. And I think he would really get into it because it's like you get to the ultimate level, mm-hmm. and it literally looks like you're just like writing a forty-five page essay in the same place in Cursuff. That's how bad nice. it is. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, Leapy Age. It sounds like the same, the, the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and, uh, when I played that, when it was out on DS, I, um, yeah, I made it all the way to like, I beat like the, the top expert level mm-hmm. and everything. And it was really well, challenging. Your rock band kind of history. Yeah. And yeah, your yeah. musician back, background. Right. It's the same thing with me. I was like, oh, I'm going to the Final Fantasy. I like the songs. And then I, I, I've been sucked into it. I'll put in two hours a day on it. Okay. And the only reason I put it down is because I literally like, I'm getting carpal tunnel because of all the, it's all based on the stylus. Right, 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 sure. Okay, cool. So, um, what else did I play? Magic 2013. Yep, downloaded for free. Because that was the free Xbox yeah. gold game of the first yep. half of the month. Yeah. And I was that guy totally playing Digital Magic. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a point where I'm like, oh, this game's awesome. I'm like, I used to get beat up in high school for playing the card game. Now I'm playing it digitally. I don't know if this is a step up or down. <laughs> well, um, I... W- <laughs> at least before 30 seconds ago you could have just simply not told anybody but that's out the window now so <laughs> but, I, but, I, but i have a i have a bond with our, our our fans and listeners they need to know that we make mistakes in life it's very noble and of it was you. free so i didn't pay for it Fair enough. which is way better than when i was paying for the cards because i don't want to talk about that number okay uh and then rounded it out with a little saints row three and still plugging through pokemon black Yes, okay. I was busy this week. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's a, it's a pre- pretty good list for a, a week's worth of gaming. I um, I wish I had that kind of time, but well, yeah, I wish I did. Stupid job. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so I guess that's uh, that's what we played. Yeah, man, I fill it up. I think I I took up VJ's time too. I'm doing good this <laughs> yeah. week. 
Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and take a look at some of the top stories from the last week. So uh, coming in at number five this week, Amazon pulled a little bit of an oops and has shipped some uh, copies of Grand Theft Auto V a little bit early. Um, uh, Rockstar is kind of uh, annoyed. Their official statement is, we are in the process of invest- investigating early quote-unquote sales <laughs> to determine how and why this is occurring. Um, you know, With a game like Grand Theft Auto V expected to be one of the biggest games of this generation, with one analyst saying it's going to sell as many as 20 million copies by March of 2014, this is uh, definitely something that, they, um, that Rockstar wants to keep as tight control over the reins as possible. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, always makes me wonder how stuff like this happens. Like, you know, I've okay. never, I've, I've never worked in a shipping warehouse, but you know, um, you know, I just th- th- with, with with something like this, with something that's as tightly street date controlled as I anything like this, whether it's album or CD or music or anything that's that's street dated. Yeah. Like how how was this not wrapped with like five layers of cellophane with science taped all over it, saying like, do not touch this until this date? Oh, I'm sure it is. At most places. Mm-hmm. Um, with Amazon, which is really weird with Amazon, usually they, they've got a crazy, crazy, like, w, uh, uh, sorry, warehouse management system. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would have to say this is probably going to come out to a computer glitch. Really? You think so? Yeah. Because all their stuff is like, seriously, like it's like nobody, t- the first time it gets touched by somebody in the mm-hmm. Amazon world is when the order comes through after you ordered it off your whatever. It goes through, it goes to their system, nobody cares, I mean, da, 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 and it floats all the way down to the guy who actually walks over and picks it off the shelf. That's the first human interaction with that order. But and, and, I get that. The thing that confuses me is, like, it seems to me like they would have, like I said, that aforementioned <clears throat> cellophane and signs taped all over the thing up until the day before it was going to release. So that way, if an order did come through accidentally, the guy that would walk over to the pallet with the oh, games yeah. on it, they would see, like, oh... These Whoa. signs say I'm not supposed to touch this. So do you think, like, a guy, like, ignored the warnings and, like, shipped it out anyways? Like, grabbed a box and just started to ship out copies? Well, or you what also do you have think? to think, too, you have to think in a kind of weird time frame. So I know for a fact the closest Amazon warehouse to the Chicagoland area is in Indiana about eh, roughly four hours away. Okay. So they're not going to be picking your order until tonight. Okay. Because it takes two days to get from there to here via standard shipping. Sure. And they're guaranteeing it will be on your doorstep Tuesday. Right. So they've probably already been picking, you know, it's probably been open a week by oh, now. Oh, so you think that, that, that they probably packed up and boxed up and everything and then somebody accidentally put them in the mail kind of a thing. Not even that. What I'm saying is the computer glitched out and maybe changed the date and so it opened them up. And as an right, employee, sure. you don't know what the hell's going on, nor do right. you care, you right. know. And you're like, okay, it says pick GTA 5. Done. Right. Out the door it goes. Because the computer's all-knowing, and, you know, it might have said today's the day. Right. You know, or Saturday, somehow the date got changed to Saturday. So now everything's been switched in the computer system to have it on your doorstep Saturday, not Tuesday, which completely throws everything else off. And with mailing and shipping and processing and stuff like that they've probably been picking them since last tuesday honestly to get them on certain people's doorsteps that makes sense because they probably also with the quantity of the units that they're probably going to need to ship out yeah they've probably been getting these ready for like a week that makes actually makes a lot of sense so yeah yeah. unfortunately teleportation has not quite got there charlie (laughs) 
It's not like, hey, Charlie watched this today. It's Tuesday. Think. Oh, look what I got two minutes later. <laughs> give it time. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. But I'm sure someone in their, uh, someone's going to get heat off of this. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's probably going to be one of the IT guys. So one of your brethren's may, uh, he may want to keep an eye out for an Amazon job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, okay. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in the back of my head. <laughs> Number four on the news that me and Charlie made. <laughs> Square Enix. Uh, we were talking about that uh, curtain call. What was that, last week? Week before. Um, Where they, they trademarked it? And everybody um, was freaking out about it? Yeah, I think that was last week. I don't remember. I don't either. Well, anyways, uh, it's official. It is a new game. Hooray! A direct sequel. To the well-received Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy now franchise, because there's two of them. <laughs> uh, and the stats so far we got is it's going to have 200-plus tracks, which is ridiculous. What? How many does the first one have? Uh, three times 13, 39 in the main story. Oh, boy. And then you got to redo them. For the, well, there's 39 tracks, and then there's three different levels. Like modes for each yeah. track. And then there's also a whole other section for Dark Notes, which has more tracks. So, so they can they quintupled the number yeah. of tracks in the new version. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, two hundred plus tracks, sixty plus characters, and a new versus battle mode, which is awesome. So that's like being able to play like against somebody for yeah. a higher score kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, yeah, cool. and I'm I'm hoping it goes on the internet because I'll feel a lot better about myself. Is this the kind of thing that you could only play with a touchscreen device? So there's no way we're going to see this on like 360 arcade or anything like no, that. No, because it's uh, based. Uh, it's all stylus based. That's what I figured. Yeah, so. it's either short clicks. So maybe we use for the very lucky. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So, but it, it's cool. I mean, it's a great game. I mean, if you love Final Fantasy and you like music games, uh, I highly suggest it. Um, this one's going to be probably even better because they the first one was amazing, and if they're one thing Square Enix is good at is making a better sequel. But yeah, it's supposed to be out in Japan in 2014. Did they say what quarter or anything like that? Uh, this is spring for 2014. Spring 2014. Yeah, okay. spring. Oh, I didn't miss that. 2014. Um, which would probably put it here late summer, early fall, probably at the earliest. Yeah, for something like that, that's probably probably pretty easy to because uh, there's, no, there's no spoken dialogue, right? It's just all text. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's just a matter of just getting that all converted over. Yeah, so, yeah. so it'd probably be. I'd say probably June is a fair guess. Yeah. Cool. So, which is good. Good stuff. Yeah, I might, um, you've, you've been bugging me to check out the first one, so I might have to do that. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to do that. Cool. All right, so coming at number three, uh, PC gamers, Steam gamers specifically, will be excited to know that soon you're going to be able to share and borrow Steam games with your uh, family, quote-unquote, depending on how you want to set that up. Um, the gist of it is essentially that Valve has announced a program called Steam Family Gaming that's going to let up to 10 Steam accounts share a single library of games. The catch is that when somebody is using any of your shared games from your account, you will not be able to play any of your games at the same time. So it's kind of a only one person can be using your library at a time kind of a thing. So 
the 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 best scenario that I can see is if you have a PC like let, let's say you've got like a frat house or something like that that's where you've got like a like a gaming PC that's shared by a bunch of people. Yeah. You know, I mean that's kind of the best scenario because you're only ever going to have one person on that PC at a time. Um, but unfortunately, it's not the kind of thing where like you know you like you and your brother and your brother's girlfriend and your hairdresser and your pet sitter like you can just all give them access to your games and like then I'll be playing at the same time. It's 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 not that. Wow, you really but, stretched the word family. I would never <laughs> put my hairdresser in that word. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that some of us sense, are very so. particular about yeah. our, our yeah. Our some of us just don't cut it. Um, <laughs> well, that kind of makes sense though because. Like and, and from a tech side of this, I'm going to pick your brain. Um, well, the thing that comes to mind is like Netflix, all right? Okay. So you can do like the three, what is it? Yeah, three devices at once on one Netflix account, right? Which makes sense because you're just streaming, right? So would it, it would be technologically harder to play a game well, like that. So I mean, the three, the three, the Netflix thing is that's an artificial restriction. Then that, that, that's just keeping them from being like. You know, I'm going to give my Netflix account to everybody in my apartment building and just let them all use my account. I mean, that's all that is. That's okay. just that's just to make sure that people, you know, that so that, that does have nothing to do with the technology technology at all. It's just the whole it, like no, that is an artificial restriction. Stop putting it on because, your business cards, <laughs> right? Because with the Steam thing, like everybody has their own account still. Everybody has their own achievements and their own like login, and so you're you're, you're not there. You know, they have their own accounts. Okay. So there's 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 no technical difference between somebody signing on and playing an account. A game that's assigned to their account versus a game that's assigned to your account, like it's you know that's okay. you know that that's just an account management artificial thing that they put in there. Okay, um, you know it uh, it kind of kind of sucks that they didn't make it so that you couldn't that you just couldn't play the same game as somebody else when they're playing it. So like if you want to let you know your you know, your brother borrow your copy of Diablo or whatever, I don't yeah. even know if that's on Steam, but <laughs> just you know go with me here. If you're letting your brother co- borrow your copy of Diablo, that's not going to stop you from just playing some Call of Duty just because that, you want to play it. Oh, okay. you know, he would have to completely stop playing Diablo for you to touch any game in your library. So oh, okay, it, oh, so it's actually okay. I understood yes. it as you couldn't play the same game, but it's actually a game. Yes. So if your library's yeah, the, attended, you're not attending it too. Right, yeah. If I now I'm quoting the Kotaku article when I say yeah. this. If I authorize your computer to be sharing to be one of my sharing buddies, you can download any of my games and play them on your account with your achievements and your own save files. Mm-hmm. So I'm just giving you access to play games that I have purchased, right? Okay. The catch is that we won't be able to play games at any game at the same time. Think of it like you're borrowing my entire computer for a bit. If I try to play a game while you're using any game from my library, you'll get a warning to either purchase the game or quit, and then you'll be booted. So it's it's even to the point where I could, in the example I just gave, I could <clears throat> decide I want to play Call of Duty and load it up, but then my brother who's playing Diab- Diablo basically says like, um, so we're going to take this away now. Do you want to buy it and keep playing, or do you want to get booted out? So, I mean, it's better than nothing, but well, just the I, I way think, that they're going about, like, the sort of artificial DRM here is kind of, eh, I mean, it could be better. It's shaky, yeah, I, I understand. But I, I, I think the intention, and this is just one of my wild theories, would be I bought the game because I want to play it. I want you to buy the game so we can play together. Right. So here's a fr- free demo of my library, whatever you want to play with me. Bye. Right. Yeah, and and like I say, like so, I mean, it's a cool business model, but it shares at the right word. It, yeah, it's it's better than it was for sure because yeah. you know any kind of any 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 capability like this is better than not having a capability like this. However, like like we said, I wish it was more along the lines of that. You know, 
you could just simply not play that game at the same time as somebody who's somebody who's lending who's borrowing that game is playing. Yeah. You could still touch other stuff in your library, but you know, um, which would make more sense too. Be like, oh, he's playing this. Well, I'll check out this while he's doing that. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, I like that game. I'll buy it. Right, right. And I mean, like, it's it's also worth noting too that you know, like, you know, we are talking about Valve and Steam here. You know, yeah. so you know they. At least from my perception, have a very good track record of you know listening to their to their audience, and you know if if you know if enough of their customers say like you know we really would like this to work you know a different way, if they feel that that there's a that they're secure enough in their business model to be able to do it and not be losing money, at least not too much. Yeah, and within reason, right? Because obviously the first one's like, well, we want everybody to be able to play everything all the time and infinite computers, and they're gonna be like. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you two. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, it'll be and you know the the, uh, the um you know this is also kind of how that whole Xbox 1 family sharing thing was supposed to work. Except that was from from what I understood about it now they never got to the point of really releasing all the details. So, you know, who can really say at this point because the whole idea has been backburnered just with their whole, you know, Xbox 180. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're redoing it. Right, but I mean like at least when they initially announced it the idea was supposed to be that, you know, you could have a your family library of games and that up to 10 family members would just be able to share that library and then there would be no restrictions past that point. You could be playing the same game at the same time as somebody else that was that was in your family in a different house, like it didn't matter. Yeah. And um, you know, if you you know, if you wanted to play with your brother and if you want to play the same game at the same time as him but he lives in, you know, on the other side of the country, it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. So um, you know, you know, they had to roll that whole thing back. And, um, you know, you know, that, that was one of my more, um, you know, anticipated features I mentioned, I think is, I think the first episode I was on where we first, uh, you know, where I was at, where I guest hosted for the first time when we talked, when they initially had the, the, the Xbox one, uh, re- <laughs> when they initially had the Xbox one, um, reveal, um, that, uh, you know, I had that friend who's got, you know, he had literally has a couple of families. And so he was very excited about that, oh, yeah. that particular feature, but, um. You know, so hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully that comes back, and hopefully the Steam thing becomes a little more flexible. But... Well, I'm sure that's where we're going. Yeah, but we also have to find the happy medium because right. everybody wants everything for free. Yeah, there will be and people trying to take advantage of the yeah. system. Yeah, and the so. companies don't want you. You know, so right. We got. I think we're in that point now where we've seen what it could be. Right. If people follow the rules. Right. But they're not going to launch it until they can make sure you follow the rules. Right. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will agree with that. So. Oh, give it time, I suppose. Hey, see, strides. There's strides. Coming in at number two. Miraculously, more Xbox One yeah. <laughs> stuff. So I think it's going to be a staple on at some yeah, point. Probably from now until release, we're going to be having a section talking about the PS4 and the Xbox One. Little tidbits yeah. that'll come out every week until they release. Have to come up with some kind of snappy title for that. Yeah. Like the next news or something. Yeah. So, uh, I'm actually really happy about this one. They're revamping the uh, rewards on live, which the initial idea was cool because, hey, give me something a little kickback for me using your service since I'm paying you $60 a year. I was okay with. But now it's actually like technically worth it because before it was what? It was like $2 for... It was nothing. It was like, here's like 80 gamers points like a month, which is like a dollar. So, yeah. And it, yeah, it was like over, and it was built on gamer score tiers. Well, yeah, but yeah, I didn't pay much attention to that because at the point where they introduced the program, I was already at like three times what the top tier oh, yeah, like, yeah, you were, limit yeah, was. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, so now they've done it the right way, and it, basically you get your, your digital punch card, as Kotaku's 
put it and I'm going to use it. So you uh, you get payouts for purchasing so many things in a set amount of period time. Uh, as of right now, it's you'll get five bucks or five thousand credits. But no, they're done with the remember they're done with the points. They're, well, yeah. they're on straight dollars. Now. Yeah, so whatever your local currency well, is, still, it be. I think they're still using credits in the rewards program. Oh, and then because well, be Microsoft points have been switched over to common currency, right? But these credits haven't. Oh, so the are the credits only having to do with the rewards program then? Yeah, well, oh, they just okay. turned over. Okay, okay. Um, like you can get uh, five bucks if you buy five map, map packs. So okay. Basically, a thousand credits per map pack you buy on your little punch card, um, or you get uh, three bucks for renting five movies. Oh, all right. Oh, so they're really trying to get you into the other yeah. other service areas. Mm, okay. Yeah, or or uh, even renting TV episodes. Okay. So you know you rent, you know you rent uh, five five movies. You get three bucks of that. How back. many points do I get for using Netflix? Uh, <laughs> none. none. No, that's that's actually not really yeah. thing. Not but every time you amass five thousand credits, they'll pay you out. And so, like, what's the payout? It's five bucks. Oh, okay. every, every oh, five thousand. Right. Every five thousand credits. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Equals five dollars. So every time you do enough, basically, it's it's basically live action achievements. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know, what this, you do this, we give you five bucks. You know what this okay. reminds me of? It's like you know, for the last couple, for the last couple of years, for a while now, as far as far, you know, at least as far as I can remember, they've um, every time where they have their their summer of arcade, mm-hmm. um, and I think they have another event too in um, like in the the winter or something like that. But uh, the summer of arcade one is one that springs to mind where they, you know, they have uh, five. You know, I think it's well, five the, weeks the, in a row. The Fourteen days of Christmas. Is that what it is? Yeah, right okay. before up to New Year's or whatever they have that. Christmas sale was okay. like two weeks long. Right, right, yeah. Okay, so with um, at least with the summer arcade one is one that I can I can definitely speak to, is um where they have five weeks in a row where they have like kind of a, a higher profile Xbox Live arcade game come out, um uh, like you know this this past summer uh, I remember some of the games were um that Brothers game, um uh you know what we were talking about with yeah. the two brothers yeah. you control with the two six and um uh the other ones are just escaping me right at this moment but but it's always been like if you buy four of the any of the five games then we'll give you like 10 bucks back so if, like you essentially get five for the price of four or something like that yeah. and they've, they've done that the last several years so it sounds like they're just taking that concept and making just a, a persistent year-round kind of a thing but also in other service areas where you can get you know points and you know for movies yeah. and tvs and whatever too so that, yeah. that's that's well, cool. i mean if you think of five bucks that'll add up yeah and you know i i completely love this like i'm 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 the kind of person where if i have a choice of going like between like two different sandwich shops yeah and one of them has some sort of like customer loyalty program mm-hmm. i will go to that one oh, because yeah. like you know i i just i like being thanked for my business like i, I is really what it comes down to like if i go to one and i just go in and I get a sandwich and then they, they just say thank you and that's the mm-hmm. end of it but then the other one gives me like a free dessert after five sandwiches. Like I think, I feel like that shop appreciates my business more. Oh yeah. And so any 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 loyalty programs like this, where they thank you for spending money on their service, I am all for. See, I take a weirder approach at that though, because I do the same thing. Mm. But most of those things don't have an ex- expiration date on them. Oh sure. So I'm a, I'm a huge coffee uh, ticket hoarder. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I really need a coffee. Oh, I'm broke till Friday. Wait a minute. Oh, free coffee. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> you see, you just have a stack of my here you go. <laughs> but when you think about it, I mean, the math's here for awesomeness, all right? So you, all right, in the digital age and in, in the world, this is a feasible scenario. Mm-hmm. You watch a lot of new movies, but you rent them because you don't want to go to Blockbuster because, well, one, they're almost gone. Yeah. And Redbox is outside and whatever. 
it's so much easier just to run them off your Xbox, and you do. Mm-hmm. You watch 10 movies, all right? You just got a free, a free arcade game. Yeah. So, I mean, you're kind of winning twice. Right, yeah. You get to watch your movies at home and, and, and continue your life as you would, and you're getting paid to do so. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. That's this. This sounds like like a good thing to me. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely happy about this. So, and if you're impatient, I must note, like you know, some of our viewer or viewers, wow, as a VJ <laughs> moment, our listeners, uh, if you're impatient, if you have a thousand credits in your little bank account, you can request an early payout. So oh, really? If you really need that extra dollar, <laughs> that's um okay, cool. So so it's um, an, is, was so it's like an auto payout at like five thousand points. Yeah, every, every five thousand it automatically just gives you the five bucks. But you can ask for it whenever you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. If you need, if you have at least a thousand, you can get an early payout. Um, it's not like a four hundred one k. I don't see any fees <laughs> or penalties. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. So it looks pretty free and clear. Nice, excellent. Okay, and then in other Xbox uh, related news, um, they uh, you know, Microsoft came out. and They talked a little bit more about the uh, smart glass and controller capabilities for the Xbox One. Um, it's worth noting that uh, on the Xbox One, you're actually going to be able to, to use, at the same time, connected to one console, um, a total of eight controllers and 16 connected smart glass devices. So when I read that, my mind started to reel with the possibilities of being able to have that many people in the same room, like, interacting with the same game at the same time. You know, it's like I started thinking about, like, uh, you know, like, uh, like, like trivia game possibilities, like mm-hmm. having, you know, people, like... You know, like like a bar could get like an Xbox One and stick it in the corner, and basically, like instead of having to like invest in one of those like trivia game systems, those those little game pads that you have to bring in. Oh yeah, the Touchmaster Five Thousand or, or whatever. Whatever it is, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you could just tell people like bring in your smartphone or your tablet, hop on the Wi-Fi, and then you know, you know that that would be a way where they could have a, you know sixteen people playing a trivia oh, yeah. game at the same time. And I'm sure somebody's going to make that because with the new indie indie dev program, like they're basically going to let you do anything you want to oh, do yeah. with the system. Well, that'd be easier on everybody anyways, too, because at the bar, they can just keep track of how much it is, yeah. and you play as you want, and at the end of the night, it just goes on your tab. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. All right, you had four Jack and Cokes, and you got two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with, um, depending on the Wi-Fi router they have, they could absolutely keep track of the devices that are attached, um... So yeah, that would be uh, that would be one way to do it, or you know, it, uh, you know, so, you know, the the possibilities there are endless. Yeah. Um, so I'm I I don't know I had my two points for the land party that I brought up in the players club because mm-hmm. well I miss land parties. Yeah. And I, I like the fact I like the fact that this is bringing people back together instead of like we've gotten to this point now in in, in life where the internet actually is keeping us apart, like yeah. in 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 FaceTime, right? Like, and granted, you know, Skype and all that stuff, but I'm like actually like. Traditional FaceTime, yeah, which is good. So, you know, people are getting back together. And then the other thing, the first thing I, I thought of when I seen this is they need to come out with rock band orchestra. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, like everybody, they, we got what twenty four people. Yeah, that and everybody plays an instrument. It'd be awesome. It'd be that, just great. Uh, and you get great sound bites. Like, excuse me, the woodwinds, you're kind of sucking <laughs> it up over there. <laughs> I play it. I don't hear enough timpani out of you guys. Let's, let's, come on, we we got score to make here. We're only at four stars on <laughs> Beethoven's fifth. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, I I would absolutely buy that. Oh, I'd buy it too. That'd be that'd be awesome. But so I mean, this is a good thing. This is a good thing that we're, you know, 
we're bringing people back together. I think that's the core part of it. That's really the positive out of it, though. Yeah, and it's like on a related note too. I remember um, reading a little bit ago about um, how Ubisoft came out and they said with Watch Dogs, um, you know, they they talked a little bit about the smart uh, the smart device app that they're going to have that yeah, interacts they, with the game. They showed it on the PS Four version that they're going to have uh, that tablet thing, and everybody's ears perked up. Right. Well, what. Um, now, I don't know if this is the only thing you're going to be able to do with the tablet, but one thing they said that you could do with it is that you could actually play like as the cops fighting against the main character. So, you know, you could have some people over and for multiplayer, the people who are sitting next to you could actually be, you know, it could be, you know, like competitive multiplayer. With, with, That's like, cool. That's yeah. really cool because then you have like, well, in this specific scenario, you have the cops and robbers scenario, mm-hmm. but I get a different game experience than you do because I'm a robber, you're a cop. But right. we're playing the same game together interactively. Right. So, um, yeah, this, um, I, I see a lot of possibilities there. and um, If done correctly. If, yeah, and if taken advantage yeah. of. Yes, absolutely. So, so what was that? There was one thing that came out that, uh, oh, it, it reminds me of WeChat. Or We Speak. We Speak. It was that, so you could talk to each other on your Wii. Oh, that little microphone thing. Yeah. It came up with, like Animal Crossing music, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a great idea, but and it would have worked great if they would have implemented it, because I would have loved to have it for some of the games I played, but it mm-hmm. never went past... Yeah, let's hope it doesn't do that. Right. Great idea that never got the time of day. Well, and I mean, I think this this touches on, like, my... You know, I, I keep on... You know, this is something I've, I've, I've said many times before, but it's, you know, the fact that, like, you know, that this technology, you know, I was referring to the Kinect when I said it before, but mm-hmm. the fact that this technology is built into every single Xbox One, it's like whenever you have a peripheral like that that's optional, that doesn't come with the console, like the microphone and the, and oh, the, yeah. and the thing the that you're talking about. The iToy and all that. Yeah, like with the iToy with the PlayStation, even yeah. with the PlayStation 4's own new iSight camera. Yeah. It's like when the developers can't count on every single one of their players at least having access to it, even if they don't have the the device plugged in all the time, because now you can unplug your connect, yeah. uh, unplug your your connect to as, as we know, know they have it. So if they want to, yeah, th- yes. that they don't have that one hundred percent surety that you have the you know you're going to get the sales for having because you don't know if they have the major piece that makes the game work. Ex- exactly, I I think that makes a big difference. Mm. And um, you know, it's uh, you know, I was listening to um, you know, Major Nelson's podcast from when they did um. PAX Prime, you know, they recorded their panel there and they put it up on the podcast. Oh, nice. And they had uh, developers from um, uh, Titanfall on. And, you know, they were talking about that and they, they, they basically said, you know, they had a little QA session at the end and so some people asked, like, you know, what are, what are some developers saying that is, like, you know, the most exciting thing for them about the Xbox One? And, you know, Major Nelson's response was, you know, the, you know developers are really loving the fact that the, that the Kinect is bundled with every single console. Just kind of echoing what I, what, I, what I suspected to be the case. Well, yeah, they can bank on it. I, exactly. And he was talking about how he, um, I, I, I'm very excited to know more about this, but apparently some indie dev somewhere is working on a game that involves the Kinect, um, Smart Glass, and, your, and a cat. Like your cat, <laughs> and I want I, I I am looking forward to whatever this actually ends up being because for those who don't know I I have my own little herd of cats and um I um well, I'll I, just borrow one of your cats yeah 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 sure yeah we'll, we'll figure <laughs> something out and um so um you know I've done things where they have like stupid little games on like my iPad where it's like a little mouse that like runs around the screen where it's it's like a, it was made by Friskies or something like that it's like it's just you know it's a stupid promotional tie-in app where you just, put it down just so your cat you can say your cat interacted with your iPad. <laughs> Yes, why wouldn't you? Do and they can send you emails after that. Yeah, yes, um, that's what email filters are for. But no, it's like, you, you know, you put it down and the thing runs around and like my cats will actually sit there and play this game on my iPad. They'll try and catch the little mouse. And like when they put their paw on it, like the mouse, like it's caught for a second, but then breaks free. Like it's, oh, 
nice. Yeah, it's just a stupid. It's a stupid little thing. But you know, the fact that people are able to think of things like that, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, I'm 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 getting sort of off track here because so, I, mean, I thought about cats and I got excited. Yeah. Well, it, it makes me it makes me think that they. That that derived from that uh, viral video of that guy with his uh, lizard playing the ant game. Oh right, right, right. yeah. It's, it, it's, it's the exact yeah. same kind of thing, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the um, yeah. So, it, so it's a good idea. The marketing, the, it's a good idea for everyone. If it's done correctly, that's where we're at. Yep. The, the the bullet point is if done correctly. Yes, and the sub bullet point is is I get to use my cats with my Xbox One. So, <laughs> right. Uh. Oh, All right, and are. coming at the top story of the week, number one, um, we have a whole uh, host of Sony news. Um, most notably, well, well, we'll cover the, the the lesser interesting thing first, and that's that they're coming out with a new uh, PlayStation Vita model revision. Um, the uh, the bullet points are that it's going to be twenty percent thinner, fifteen percent lighter. It's going to come in six colors: white, blue, yellow, pink, gray, and black. Um, the battery is going to last for an hour longer. It's going to have a gig of internal memory where I guess the, the current Vita doesn't have anything. You have to have a memory card just like the original yeah. PSV. Um, uh, they're only doing a Wi-Fi model, not a 3G model this time around. So apparently that was, uh, that did not, uh, that was not that successful of an idea. Considering it's only on AT&T, I'm not that surprised. Um, and then yeah. it's going to go on sale in Japan in October for a, the equivalent of about 200 US dollars. So hopefully we'll see it in about the same ballpark whenever it makes its way here. But a, U, a U, well, I mean, it will. But yeah. I mean, a US release date has not been announced. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's the Vita 3000. Um, 2000, I, I think. Right? Yeah, this but the I'm first just saying. Revision, but yeah. um, Same thing with the PSPs when they kept just like, oh, right. No, 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 I think the it. model number literally is like like three letters slash 2000 <laughs> uh, for the for the for the new Vita. But now the the one thing that I didn't mention that I want to spend a little bit of time to to, to, to explain why it's important is that the new PS the the new PS Vita revision um, uses an LCD screen instead of an OLED screen, which the original Vita had. Um, now the uh, it, for those not familiar with the technology, OLED is um, sort of its claim to fame is that its its range of color, specifically blacks, is a lot better than a regular LCD screen. And so, and uh, then uh, you know, a regular LCD screens are cheaper, but they don't quite have as good of a picture as an OLED screen. So, so Sony actually opted to go with a lower tier, you know, level screen. In the revision, so so some people are not too happy about that. A lot of people are saying like, "Oh, I'll just get the original one because I want the better screen." Yeah. Um, but of course, the business sense is that you know they're probably you know they're trying to cut costs. OLED does take up more power than an LCD screen was, so that so may, that's where your hours at. Most likely, it, it could it could be as simple as that. Um, and uh, yeah, and of, and of course, like any business, they're trying to you know find a way to cut costs and remain you know, you know better profits and keep the shareholders happy and all that fun stuff. So. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things where it, it's rare for you to see a company take a step backwards like this. And uh, as I said, some people are not are not you know completely thrilled about it. But you know, um, it's uh, it's it's not a night and day difference. But you know, it's uh, when when I eventually pick up a Vita for my um, you know, like at, at some point I'll get a Vita just so I can use it for its remote play capabilities with the with with my PS4 just so I can play around the house and things like that. I'll probably end up getting the original model for the better screen personally. So. Yeah, I'll probably get. I wanted the new one because of the colors. Yeah, what what color would you get? Uh, the bright yellow. Oh, of course, right. Because then I can find it. <laughs> okay, that's actually a valid. Point. Yeah, I mean, I travel a lot, sure. So, you know, I have a black. I have a black 3ds. I love it, but I wear a lot of black clothing, and it's more than once took a tumble out of the suitcase for that reason. No, I, fair enough. I get it. So if I have a neon yellow thing, I'm like, wait, that comes out. Then we grab the shirt. <laughs> 
Okay. So that sound, sound logic. And the higher screen's nice and all that stuff, but I'd rather have more for my application, I mm-hmm. actually take my portable games through extreme situations and stuff like that. I like the ruggedness. You know, okay, so it's got a a, a less awesome screen, mm-hmm. but if it's more like crack resistant and stuff like that, that is more you know I my thing. I can't. T- I can't tell you anything about the durability of the one compared to the other. So yeah. I, I, that may or may not be a thing. Yeah, um, but I'm just saying if it, yeah. you know if it is a thing, you know. Oh, hey, if you drop your PS or your Vita and the OLED goes out because it hit you know blunt force trauma, but the LED doesn't, I'm gonna go that route to the LED because LCD or LCD. Sorry. So you know, and it's it's just stuff like that. Right. You know, and it might be you know might be an issue. I mean, high-end technology usually isn't very rough for the wear. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that. That could be could end up being a, one is more durable than the other. But uh, but yeah. So but then the the more interesting thing, and this uh, this I'm actually kind of excited about, um, is that they came out with something that they're calling the P, the PlayStation Vita TV. And now what this is is it's a little tiny set-top box. And when I say tiny, it's pretty tiny. It's six <laughs> centimeters by ten centimeters. Whoa. So I mean, like, yeah, it's it's pretty small. Um, um, and, uh, basically what this is, is it's a, yeah, it's tiny. Um, it's like a flash drive tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, this is a, it's an, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a streaming media box that you plug into a TV and it has some stuff on board. So it has like, you, you can get at the PlayStation store on it and you can get like, you know, it's uh, you know, th- you know, they're only talking about the Japan release right now. Apparently Hulu exists in Japan, but then they also talked about, um, several other services that I'm not familiar with that are, that are you know localized to Japan for their content. Mm, but I'm like sure Samurai when it comes Netflix and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm sure when it comes here, it'll have Netflix and you know maybe Even Amazon. Standard and, bloat. Yeah, the, the same kind of stuff you can find yeah. on the PS3 today. Yeah, and um, you'll have all that stuff on board. Plus, you'll be able to um, you'll be able to buy a unit standalone, which I imagine you'd operate with just a, like with like a, a remote control of some kind. Uh, for in the ballpark of a hundred dollars, um, or for about a hundred and fifty dollars, you can buy one that comes with a DualShock Three controller, not a DualShock Four, mind you, uh, the Three, which comes with the current PlayStation Three model, okay. um, so that you can play. Um, basically, if a Vita game can be played on it, then you can play it on it. Now, that's th- what I mean by that is to say that you know the DualShock Three controller doesn't have a touchscreen, the back touch plate, a camera, or a microphone that you'd find on the PlayStation Vita. So, if you have a game that takes advantage of those features at all really then it's not really going to work on on this device because you have no way to interact with it yeah um but so uh, but aside from that um you know any any vita games that you can play on it plus anything that you can find on the playstation 4 that's like you know the ps1 classics or the you know the playstation 2 games or any psp games you know that of course don't use any of those features then yeah you should be able to play them on this device and so it's a way it's it's kind of like a little um it's kind of like an ouya smashed together with a roku that's what i say it sounds like the you know like the playstation ouyaku (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. Sony, take our ideas. You can just have that one. You just call it the Uyaku. Yeah. Um, but no, the, but okay. So, but the feature that has me the most intrigued is that it's going to be compatible with the PlayStation 4's remote play capabilities. So, what this means is that you can have your PlayStation 4 hooked up to your TV downstairs. Yeah. And, you know, so it, this will be how I use it. So, I'll have my PS4 downstairs, but then when it's, you know, time to move upstairs or in case, you know, uh, you know my TV is being you know, is for, used for a football game or whatever and I want to play my PS4. Your significant other says get out of the living room using the TV. Yes, <laughs> which does happen. Um, um, I don't have to 
disconnect my PS4 and drag the whole thing upstairs. You don't have to do the set, I'm taking this walk? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, I can have this little 100, 100, well, 150, I guess, me throwing the controller unless yeah. I already have one, which I do. So I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll say you have this little $100 device yeah. that you can throw on your TV upstairs, and then you can, you can you know, basically turn it on and tap into your PS4, which is just sitting downstairs, and play your games upstairs, which... I think it's awesome. I would buy it for $100 if it only oh, yeah. did that. So this is like basically the, the next step from what they were doing with the PSP and stuff like that with the PS3 where yes. you can remote and... Yep. You know what? I, I, I'm, loving, I'm loving what Sony's doing. They finally get their head in the right place. Now, you know, something that just occurred to me. Um, the, this, this just occurred to me right now is that I wonder if you'll be able to Live use, occurrences. <laughs> I wonder if you'll be able to use a DualShock 4 controller with this, though, to play your PS4 games. I wonder if that's because if you're if you're if you're you know shoehorned well, into using a DualShock Three controller with this to remote play PS4 games, I wonder if that's going to be a problem for anything that uses that little touchpad yeah. on the DualShock well, from Four. From what I understood, they're not really like talking PS4; they're more talking like PlayStation Store at the moment, which doesn't include PlayStation Four stuff at the moment, obviously. Well, I mean, you know, they've they've been very vocal. I don't know if you saw that Life with PlayStation video that they put up uh, over the over the last week, I think it was, where they basically it was like a 4 or 5 minute long video of um people in Japan like it was like a, you know, how people would use like, you know, all the all these all these PlayStation products throughout the day and so they showed people doing all of these things including, you know, uh like, you know, uh, picking up their Vita in, at school or whatever mm. and like, you know, um, you know, using it to sign in their PS4 at home and picking up their game where they had left it off earlier in the day kind of a thing. Okay. And so um, but it, now I'm just realizing that, you know, that there's functionality on that PS4 controller. I guess Mainly that touchpad that would work with the Vita because you've got a touchscreen on the Vita. But then what do you do with this device upstairs? So now I'm wondering if this is going to work quite like I wanted it to. So I guess we'll have to actually see if... I mean, is it... Well, and the thing is, though, is that actually wouldn't be an issue because if you're not in front of your PS4, it's not going to pick up any of that anyways. What do you mean? Like the sensors and stuff like that. Well, I mean, the idea is that if you're using the Vita... I mean, like, I'm not talking about anything with the camera. I'm talking about, like, if you're using the Vita... You know, and oh, doing yeah. you know doing the remote mm-hmm. play thing. You know, you've got on the DualShock Four controller there's that little touchpad surface, so yeah. you, you have that on the Vita with just the yeah. touchscreen. But you wouldn't have um, you don't have that you wouldn't have that with the DualShock Three controller with this PlayStation Vita TV thingy. Yeah. So. Um, well, you might have to use your Vita with the thing then. Right. So I, yeah. as a controller. Uh, yeah, that that or see one thing I don't know is like the, the DualShock Three controllers are Bluetooth. So if the mm-hmm. DualShock Four controllers are also Bluetooth. Then this might be a non-issue if they basically say like, "Oh yeah, once we roll out," because they did say eventually, eventually it's going to work as a PlayStation Four remote play extender, not at launch. So maybe when they do eventually roll this feature out, they'll say, "And you just have to use a DualShock Four controller." Oh, you probably just send your four in, and then yeah, and then yeah, all, um, all of a sudden done, problem solved. Yeah, so <laughs> then maybe it'll be a non-issue. You might be just be jumping the gun. Yeah. So, but anyways, anyway, look at it. It's uh, some interesting stuff coming out of Sony, um, and um, good stuff for yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, this this Vita TV thing is the most interesting thing I've seen in mm-hmm. a while, and um, you know the 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 smart glass stuff is interesting too in its own right. But the you know this this remote play your games from anywhere kind of vibe that Sony's going with is is really interesting. I, I think so. this is going to be a Sony generation. I'm I'm as it stands now, Sony's doing it right, and Microsoft is the one this time scratching at the back of their heels, going, "Wait, wait for us." <laughs> 
I um I won't say you're wrong. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so that's um that's our um our custom picks top five stories from the last week. Um we hope you enjoyed them. Um if not, we'll bring VJ back next yeah. week. It's cool. So we were gonna do a feature this week, but um well Mike wouldn't let us do the whole show without him, so uh yeah, we've um we don't get to. <laughs> Plus, a, apparently, it's in our contract that yeah. uh, if Mike's not here, um, there is no feature. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we apologize, <laughs> and um, yeah, we just apologize. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that, that you know uh, we we kid. I mean, it really, just with me. No, he's not that big of a dictator. He's actually yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Everything to... you've heard tonight has been pre. Uh, determined and no, typed out. that's not true. None of that is true. He's going to be so mad at you. No. <laughs> I'm just feeding him for next week to lay into me. <laughs> oh, that'll, yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, so, yeah, we'll, um, we're, yeah, so we'll, we're, we're going to go ahead and jump right back. Right, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Um, that is actually Charlie for we're going to go right to the mailbag. <laughs> All right, so for this week's mailbag, um, we actually have Songbird's response from last week's question, which, which um, I did apologize to her and say our email got crossed or something like that in the Twitch. Uh, oh, did you? Okay, yeah, good. I talked okay. to her on Twitch. Okay, yeah. So, um, so this is yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So she says, "Zero <laughs> Viking Jesus, shaved goat, and technotronicorn, techno te- tech unicorn." Te- right, that um. technotronicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Opening for Skrillex next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I just had quite the, that, that word apparently is a tongue twister for me. Um, she says, um, in response to uh, last week's question about um, if Kickstarter is a valid uh, platform for uh, funding games on, uh, she says, so if Kickstarter is a platformer, is it a 2D or 3D environment? Sorry about the bad joke. <laughs> oh, I, I see what she did there. If, is Kickstarter a valid wait, platform? Wait, I have a good pun that'll lead into, a, into something here. Okay. It is a 3D environment because VGL hit their mark for level three uh, to happen, which yeah. is where I talk to her. Hooray. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. A quick related, a quick related. I should have put that in the news, but hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> the um, yeah. For anybody who's, who's been listening to the show, you'll know that um, that uh, we've been uh, mentioning and pushing the um, the Kickstarter for um, video games live um, level three is what they're calling it, right? Oh, uh, that's the album, yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. Um, and uh, they they managed to reach their funding um, like the day before it was supposed to close, I believe mm-hmm. it was. So a uh, big congrats to uh, to Tommy and the rest of the crew on mm-hmm. um, on uh, making their goal for that. So that's uh, that's uh, I'm proud to say I was a backer for that. So um, huzzah. Um, <laughs> Right, so so getting back, um, uh, so she says that uh, from what I can pull out of it, while it's a way to fund a project, whenever the use of money is involved, it becomes a gamble. Though it helps if you're well, if you're a well-known individual, nothing is set in stone in terms of what can take place. Even if the goal is established, that doesn't ensure anything. Which which completely um which which is completely correct. I mean, like you can be you know you can be Hideo Kojima and you can come on you can say like I'm gonna I'm you know, I'm doing a Kickstarter to make the next Metal Gear and he can raise ninety bajillion dollars from people wanting the next Metal Gear and then he can say, guess what, sucker is just kidding. I'm not gonna make anything. See you later. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like Kickstarter doesn't have any sort of protection in place for the people who are funding to say like if this guy decides to run away with your money. I mean, like that's just the risk. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also the legality. It, uh, that falls under the uh, the legality linguistics of it, to where you know you're donating. 
It's a, yeah, that, that, that's right. You're not right. guaranteeing yeah. anything. You're, you're yep. basically going, I have this extra 50 bucks. Yep. Yep. That'd be cool if I got that. Here, hold on to those 50 bucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter is basically just a way, if you've, if you've ever heard the term angel investor before, I mean, this is basically like people who come up with ideas for websites or technologies or apps or whatever, and then they go, in, they go, they go out to Silicon Valley or wherever, and they basically try and shop their idea around to um, what they call angel investors, which are people with, with like tons of money because this is what they do. And they basically say like, yes, I think you've got a good idea for a website or product or service or app or whatever. And so here's some money to make it happen. And of course, they're investors, so then they get a payback if it happens. If it doesn't happen, well, then they lose out their money. I mean, they're, they're, they're investing in something just like playing yeah. the stock market. I mean, like, well, yeah, like if, if the stock yeah. does well, you make money. If it crashes and the company goes out of business, well, I mean, that's playing the stock market. Yeah. Kickstarter is the exact same way. You're, you know, that's, that's you know, as, as we've said before, I'm pretty sure that's why they had to come out and say, like we are not a store like yeah. you are not buying things you are supporting the ideas of things and that with, may or may not happen right exactly so so yes yeah, somber you're 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 exactly right and you say when you say that um it, it is very much a gamble but um you know with um it, it's just yeah so you know you, you, shop wisely yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> And then so she goes on to ask, um, how much can a creator get away from borrowing ideas such as plots or characters before getting into trouble? For example, Sonic, the, uh, excuse me, Shadow the Hedgehog is known as the ultimate life form, is a lefty, has an alien blood within him, not to mention one of the weapons he can use in his game as a sword. Doesn't that ring any bells? I almost feel like she's referring to Sephiroth, but it's been so long since I played Final I Fantasy I think that's VII. a Final Fantasy thing, yeah. Yeah, um... So, uh, but she says, speaking of which, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is coming out, so once more I can, I must go up against some of the hardest bosses I've ever faced. How in the heck does the programmer calculate the capability of a human overcoming such obstacles like Kingdom Hearts 1 Sephiroth and Kingdom Hearts uh, BBB Mysterious Figure? BBB. What was BBB? Uh... Birth Beyond something? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we are horrible at this. Somber, we are sorry. The, the, the person that properly answers this question is not here this week. So <laughs> we're, we're kind of... Uh, we're we're going to fumble through it. Yeah. Um, uh, because Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is coming, they just had a party in Anaheim, California to celebrate the occasion, which makes me very jelly. Uh, will there ever be a time in the near or far future that gaming companies will need to bring events like this across key nations in order to stay relevant to consumers in a market that's somewhat threatened or would make... Or, or would that make them look desperate and turn off investors? It all depends on how you do it, I think. Well, Nintendo's been doing it with the Wii U. That's true, yeah, with that, that tour. Yeah, yeah when we did that the, demo. Yeah, oh, they yeah. were showing all that new stuff. Got and, a Navy Pier, yeah. Yeah. The, um, well, even the one at Best Buy is the one I went to, where they were showing off the new games. Oh, right, right, right. That's right, yeah. The Navy yeah. Pier was and then they, were, then they have that thing at Navy Pier for a mm-hmm. while that was like, hey, check it out. So, I mean, and that one, I don't know. Nintendo kind kind of stunk of desperation to me going to that event. Yeah, it was it was not well planned. It was kind of like, uh, oh, there you go, yay, buy our stuff, kind of thing. And I was like, eh. but some of these like game things, you know, they're they're not even like it's not even desperation or anything. It's just promo. It's like, you know, hey, we're gonna throw a party, and people walking by and going like, what the hell is this? Yeah, oh, hey, it's a video game. I should buy this video game. Yeah, it, I, yeah. I think it all depends on how you go about it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely. Um, ways to make yourself look more or less desperate, you know, when, when putting together events like that, you know, just in how you come across and things like that. It so. comes all down to the marketing department. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's all marketing. Yeah, it's there's all... four guys in a, in suits that yeah. can make or break you on these events. <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah. <laughs> I've had I've had enough experience with marketing departments to know that that is unfortunately very much the case. <laughs> but um, but yeah, cool. So thanks for the thanks for the message. And um, so now. 
Um, <laughs> sorry for the week. We're, uh, yeah. Delay. And yes, and, and again, sorry <laughs> that the proper person to respond yeah. to your the question isn't here, but um, I'm sure he'll have some comments to make next week. Um, but uh, okay, so now we'll go ahead and we'll move over to uh, the voicemails to see who who finally won the voicemail contest. <laughs> All right, so uh, here's the here's our first message. We have uh, we have two voicemails this week, so here's the first one. Hi, hi, Gamerhead Radio. This is Matt Elfring, Matches Elfring. Um, this is a question for you guys. Uh, what is your your favorite moment from a uh, a system that flopped? Like uh, my example would be uh, in the early 2000s, I, I had a friend that had a Virtual Boy, and I started playing it, and they said you shouldn't play it because you'll have epilepsy and you will seizure. <laughs> uh, also. Uh, tennis was a blast. So let me know what they are. Also, I got a note here from a friend. It says, make sure to check out Fast and the Furious 7, Stairway to 7, hitting theaters next year. It's going to be one hell of a blast. Bye. All right, so um, favorite moments from a video game system that flopped. Yeah, um, I'd like to say, hmm. I uh, from now on, matches... Call in your questions. They are so much better with your voice behind them. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I will agree with that. Um, and, that and great question. Yeah, um, what do you got? I don't know, man. That's, like, Virtual Boy's fun. That was fun. Um, just for the sheer fact of, uh, as you, as most of our listeners know, uh, I'm legally blind in one eye. Uh, so I didn't get the 3D bit at all. Everybody's like, oh, it's so awesome. It comes at you. I'm like, it's really fucking red. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but tennis was a blast, and that's probably the only thing I remember of that council. And I use council loosely, um, but not to steal matches. I said my other one would probably be the uh, the Sega. What was it? The Sega CD. Okay. When everybody's like, "It's not CD," and we all went, "It, yeah, great. It still looks the same." And <laughs> now my Sega is five feet wide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do do we count the Dreamcast as a flop? Mm, you can. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna let you take flop as you want. I mean, I guess I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interpret flop as the console ended before the company would have liked it to have. So I, th- I think oh, that I didn't die of natural causes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just old age. Yeah. yeah so, um, I'm, I'm gonna say, you know, I mean, it wasn't a flop, flop, but I mean, like, it's, you know, it definitely was not. It was it ended before Sega wanted it to. So I'm just gonna go ahead and use it. Um. Honestly, my favorite aspect of that console was the the VMU, you know, the little memory oh, with yeah, the little that screen was, on it. I wish they'd bring stuff like that back. Seriously, and they kind of are with the whole Spark Glass thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, but I, and I digress. So I, you know, it's um, you know, I um, oh god, I'm trying to remember. There's um, there was some game that I played on that that where you could have a chocobo from Final Fantasy, and it was like a virtual pet. Yeah, like like a Tamagotchi, yeah. and like you'd have to like feed it and like mm-hmm. do all that stuff with. It. I don't remember the actual game it was attached to. But, Probably um, Final Fantasy game. Well, yeah, but I think it was like I don't remember what it I was. Can't, I can't remember what you're talking about though. There wasn't a proper Final Fantasy game on the Dreamcast. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what it was, but um, the um, just just having that with me um, and carrying that around was uh, I don't know. I just that was that was like a very meta moment for me, and like like I feel like this is like the future mm-hmm. of gaming consoles. To be able to like take my experiences out of the home with me. So I mean, mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever experienced anything like that. Um, See, my big thing with the Dreamcast, and it, and it goes back to football. You know, back you know, let's play football games back then, and I it was I always take this away from the Dreamcast, and it's always like the the, the whatever the moment I use for Dreamcast, and I wish it would have progressed. Like when you play football games, 
your plays were on your VMU, not on a screen. Oh, okay. So it was true experience because you couldn't see each other's play screens. So when you're a multiplayer with people, yeah, I get, yeah, I get it. That, yeah, okay. And it was a better experience because it was literally like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> right, yeah, nice. You know, and I, I, I would... I want that to come back. Like, I have really high hopes. Oh, obviously, it's, it's moved now because you're not even in the same damn house anymore with your buddy you're playing right. games. But back then, it was cool because you, it was, you know, no, no screen, what is it, what was they call it, screen peeking or whatever? Um, there was a term for it. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah. So, good, good voicemail. And um, so, we got one <laughs> good more voice, here. Good voicemail. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah golf clap. Um, <laughs> So we got one more here. Let's uh, let's see what uh, what we got for our second message of the week. Hey guys, hey Gamerhead Radio. It's uh, it's matches again. Oh. Uh, I'm very bored. Uh, I want to say congratulations to me for having the best voicemail, um, <laughs> but I can't accept any prize. I appreciate the offer. The real prize to me would be if all of you guys out there would go see Fast and the Furious Seven. Oh God. Stairway to Fast and the Furious Seven. Um, Great action sequences. I've, I've watched most of it. Uh, Vin and I hang out all the time. Oh. He mumbles, and I shake my head yes. Uh, so, great film. Selene Fry, who played uh, Punky Brewster in the 80s in the film, what? and she plays a, uh, a little little punk rock uh, woman in China who is car racing uh, her way to your heart. And, and Vin's really got to get her to get on the right track with uh, being a criminal. Uh, so they uh, go on adventures. Uh, Paul Walker plays the son of his character in the movie who uh, went back in time to stop his dad from doing this uh, illegal street race in Mongolia um, because if he does the street race, he ends up hitting a police car and screws up his guitar-playing hand, uh, and he, he just and his life goes to crap after that. Um, Tyrese and Ludacris are both in it, but... Tyrese this play time play Ludacris from the real world, and uh, Ludacris plays his character from the regular movie. So uh, if you like Tyrese rapping, uh, like the song "Move Bitch Get Out of the Way," you're gonna love this film. Also in it is uh, Jeff Gordon, NASCAR driver. Uh, oh he God. plays Von Baron Von Dutch. How long is it? Who is it's a uh, murderer? Nice. But he's a good kind of murderer. I think we found. Uh, the and so for they the work for Von Baron Von Dutch. To get Soleil Moon Fry uh, to stop being so punk rock Chinese racer. Uh, you are going to be blown away. Uh, at the end of the movie, guys, spoiler alert, they, uh, they're all standing no, they by each other, alert. and then they just fly into space. No, no space suits, they just fly into space, and then they go and battle Galactus. <laughs> so you guys, watch out for Fast and Furious 7. It's going to be a great film. I will talk to you guys later. Gamerhead Radio, you're fantastic. I got a podcast called First Time I Listen to that. Bye, guys. Did he just say it? What's that? Did he just say it? Did he say what? First time, first time car. No, he didn't. He didn't oh, actually say nice. it. So, uh, so um, that was a. Um, I, I apologize to our listeners uh, that we did not have a spoiler warning before that because I mean, I'm, you know, matches. Man, that movie sounds great, but I think he pretty much gave the whole thing away. So they um, did put a spoiler there at the last ten seconds. Well, yeah, just I mean, just for like the the ending, which yeah. I mean, like wow. That's um yeah okay so yeah I'm definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out the bring out the uh, the question now I I think we uh, the fans get on the Facebook page or whatever email us what do you think about matches calls the voicemail segment every week I'm down 
because uh, he knows how to use the voicemails. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, that those were our only two voicemails this week, and um, they're about the same man. Yeah, and they're from the same person. And uh, Matt, I, I I I hate to tell you, um, we I believe that last week uh, Go put out the challenge <laughs> that the phrase that needed to be uh, repeated was what was it? First time caller, avid listener. Yeah, yeah, and you failed on both. So um. <laughs> Once again, everybody hates free money, apparently. Um, or the phone. I, it might be a phone issue. You think so? I mean, but there's, 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 there's... Yeah, but we're in a texting society, and people who listen to podcasts are on a computer. They can just Skype over. I guess. But you can call phone numbers with Skype. Costs yeah. money, but you can. Um, okay, again, so, we're in a computer um, society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so apparently this whole um, voicemail contest idea was a horrible idea because nobody well, nobody wants free money. So, uh, that's fine. It's totally fine. Um, so trial and error, trial and error. Yeah. So, um, but um, I, I'm, I, I'm all for matches calling in and leaving at least one voicemail a week. Yeah, I, I do believe we have found a better use for the voicemail <laughs> than um than uh, than 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 handing out free money than contests. Yeah. So um so yeah um I guess the, like our um, people will get a poll of, of, of matches people and see if we can work out a deal. Yeah. So well, his, yeah yeah so fa- fans like I said bring it up on the Facebook page email us or your ideas about it yes or no. Yep. But and, um, uh, it should be. I think. It, I think it should happen. Yeah. So yeah. Um. I think that's pretty much everything then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless you want to. I mean, there's not really many plugs going on right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know. Um. You know, Twenty Nine Eels is, is is on hiatus for the winter, so mm-hmm. you don't have really anything going on there. Um. I'll just go ahead and run through the usual. Um. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Gamerhead Radio. Um. You can find me at. T E K C H A R L I E. Yeah, he I, does it better. I really, yeah, I'm, yeah, I am. Yeah, fail before the master. But um, and um, which is uh, Liam Nielsen? Remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, goat, you can find at Sir Goatsworth and uh, Viking Jesus. You can find at uh, Viking Games Live. Thank you. I'm yes, sure we, we right. know what standard spelling is. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> And um, for all the Facebook and Google Plus links, you can find um, all those uh, by just simply going to GamerHeadRadio.com, um, where you can find our podcast and all of our information and then yeah, all of our blood social type, everything. Charlie's, Charlie's got everything on there. So if you want, if you want to like just take a loan out in our name, I think that's on there too. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that could be dangerous. Um, but yeah, all, oh, yeah. All, all the social networking links are over there on the right hand side. This week's episode is sponsored by Grand Theft Auto Five because let's be honest, it's part of the reason VJ's on vacation. <laughs> This has been Gamerhead Radio. It's like when I read that, like my marns, my marned. <laughs> Everything all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, VJ's just checking up on us. Oh, is he? Yeah. It, where in the hangout? No, no. He's texting me and he's like, "You're not screwing up my show, are you?" <laughs> I'm putting yes. It is totally off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>